Hello and welcome to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. This podcast does contain occasional strong language and adult themes. If you are averse to spoilers for the film that is listed in the title, please tune out now, go watch the movie, or, like us, stop at the intermission, watch the movie, and resume the podcast after. Thanks for coming along on this ride with us. Please enjoy. You once said that uh, you like to make an audience scream through technical means. What is it about an audience screaming that you like? Now, those are the kind of questions uh, that the film buffs like to ask. They expect an awful lot of the sort of material that I don't tell anybody. And it was a nightmare. It was an eye-opener. Ignorance. Sheer ignorance. You know, there's no confidence to equal it. I don't have any problem with enjoying a big blockbuster. I'm not a fascist of those boring art movies which when they are over you are glad that they are over and then you celebrate it just as a kind of a superstitious measure. I will talk about it so that I don't have to see it again or whatever. So in a way our our broadcast was an assault on the uh, credibility of that machine. We wanted people to understand that they shouldn't take any opinion pre-digested and they shouldn't swallow everything that came through the tap. We had uh, Orson Welles, Albert Hitchcock, John Ford, Howard Hawks, Roman Polanski. We had uh, Antonioni. It was unbelievable time to listen to these guys talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm here with Michael. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Well, that's good to hear, because you probably won't be doing too well after we watch <laughs> the movie that we're going to be talking about. I know that kind of, bo- that's an ominous <laughs> foreshadowing. But uh, before we get into it and what this movie is that we're going to be talking about here, I wanted to ask you a question to kind of mm-hmm. get your idea on where your mind is in cinema in general, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that everyone can kind of gauge where you are and judge you harshly based on it what would you say is your favorite undead film undead this is a very large large net that i am casting here Mm -hmm. if it has undead what do you think your favorite movie is that's of all of them so i really like i'm a fan of zombies but i prefer to have them in video games where they generally run a lot faster like they're supposed to otherwise you're getting like you know 28 days 28 weeks later which i enjoy those movies um but one of the my favorite undead movies is actually Stakeland, which i think was kind of one of those independent films yes um it's a very that's a very good one Stakeland is and now that you've said that i'm almost kind of maybe rethinking <laughs> what i was going to say but you're right i generally tend to like zombie films mm. more i that and and i've probably told this before on the podcast but my first real my love is sort of like 2000s weird indie horror mm-hmm. but a lot of that got <laughs> kicked off by like 28 days later because yeah. that was the first real visceral horror film i ever saw that's not my answer mm-hmm. my answer would probably be because i rewatched it again uh a couple nights ago mm-hmm. and my wife watched it for the first time but pontypool oh good movie. because technically i guess they're they're kind of undead not yeah, really i'll take it. it it's counted as a zombie film yeah so that's in my top five of all time i can't <laughs> Like, it almost edges out, like, old boy for me, frankly, oh, wow. in yeah. some, like, cases. Like, going mm-hmm. back and rewatching it, I'm like, 
man, this is just, it hits all the marks for me. But you're right, Stakeland's really good. Like, if I'm thinking, like, vampires, like, mm-hmm. you know, Daybreakers we've talked about yeah, before, yeah. that's a really good one. Um, what's um, that movie called? The Revenant? Not the one with the bear oh, the Rev- Leonardo DiCaprio, the dark but the dark gift. gift. That's a great movie. Yeah, that, okay, so I'm going to highly, highly recommend, and I know you will too. If you have not seen The mm-hmm. Revenant, not, not the one with the bear and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, not the one that he allegedly won an Oscar for. <laughs> no, this is an indie film mm-hmm. uh, about vampires or zombies or undead. It's not really clear what they yeah. are, really, right? <laughs> right. But they're some sort of undead. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening to this and you go watch that movie, I want you to go to whatever the most recent post is on any of the social media uh, is and just post <laughs> the dark gift that's that's all i want you to do because i uh if you don't watch it i'm gonna come to your house and beat you up i will not because that movie's really not for the faint of heart no it's not but if you are into that sort of thing this yeah. this episode michael is not for the faint of heart uh, like i said i we're, we're getting there we're building up yeah. to this like weird crescendo but it is not for the faint of heart mm-hmm. so if you like that kind of movie mm-hmm. weird indie horror undead strange strange movies watch the revenant Mm -hmm. really good but that said i think probably yeah pontypool um as far as like zombie movies go like i don't know there have been other movies where i i just honestly like wreck the wreck movies yeah yeah. like all of them i haven't seen wreck for apocalypse Mm -hmm. but all of the other three wrecks Mm -hmm. were just phenomenally good and again i will highly recommend again watching those movies, Wreck 1 and Wreck 2, watch them together. Mm-hmm. They will scare the ever-loving piss out of you. And Wreck 3, Genesis, it was mind-blowingly good. There's a shift in the movie. And it's it's one of those movies where, I don't want to spoil it, this is another movie that that I will, I've promised to never talk about mm-hmm. on this podcast if I can help it. But Ooh. it's another movie that has that shift. It, it is directed by someone who rhymes with, whose name rhymes with Bobbert Bob... Babigas. Um, okay, okay, uh, I think I follow. And go watch that movie too. Um, <laughs> but there's a turn in it in Rec Three um, Genesis that is just so good. The payoff is so amazing. Anyway, I'm gonna digress. Mm-hmm. I think my answer is Pontypool. Yours is Stakeland. Yeah. Both excessively yes. solid indie films. Yes. And I think that's the name of it, too, is, like, indie films, really, I think is really mm-hmm. where you want to look for these sort of good undead gems. Yeah. Because, like, there's nothing wrong with the big blockbuster ones, mm-hmm. but honestly, like, they kind of feel... Have you seen the trailer for that new, uh, what is it, um, it's Land of the Dead, uh, or it's Zack Snyder's Land of the Dead, I no, think? I'm or, not, or, no, no. Arm, Army of the Army. Dead? Army I've, of the Dead. No, I'm not, no. No, it's, like, got Dave Bautista. I think it's a remake okay. of one of Romero's... Mm-hmm. Um, generic zombie films yeah which i thought Zack snyder's dawn of the dead remake was Mm -hmm. phenomenally good i thought it was actually better than romero's honestly hot take here Mm -hmm. i think romero's only really good truly good movie was Mm -hmm. night of the living dead that's a good movie it is a very good movie i've watched parts of the other ones and gone "Eh, it's fine but then he just tries to remake night of the living dead (laughs) 50 times yeah and then every time it just gets worse yeah if i want a an an iterative zombie movie i'm going to watch resident evil one through what is like eight now Uh, i think five six 
six. I was a little high, but yeah, ooh, I just watched ooh, all speaking those. Speaking of those, Underworld. Oh yeah, those yeah, are good. Those, <laughs> those are up there with Resident Evil. It's like these are just fun undead movies. I, so like yeah, those those are like really good undead <laughs> films, yeah. right? Like just they're not. Again, you're not going to be winning any Oscars. No. But like <laughs> Mila Jovovich kicking mm-hmm, ass, mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kate Beckinsale in really Lots tight spandex. spandex. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll take both of those any day as like just a fun popcorn flick. Yeah. Uh, that also gets my like kind of semi horror fix. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm slightly more on Team uh, Underworld than I am mm-hmm. on Team Resident Evil, which is fair. But like not by much. They're both really good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. I'm going to read you the synopsis for okay. the movie that we are going to talk about, and we'll see see what we uh, see what we do here. A light-hearted comedy about a vampire with amnesia who finds he loves his new life as a late-night delivery driver, even as his true past comes back to bite him and his clients. It's Alucarda from 1997, directed by Juan Lopez Moctezuma. Okay. Um, honestly, that's all I have to go off for this movie is that description. I saw a poster for this movie because I wanted to make sure I was getting the right one. That's it. So, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I may have spoiled some of this movie okay. for myself, and I'm not going to go too okay. far into that, mm-hmm. looking up trivia for it. Because mm-hmm. if you look on IMDb, there's like two things. One is like, the, the, the first part of trivia is Alucarda is a Dracula backwards. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Okay. Wow. That's Which a little I, on the nose. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> guess that, right? I couldn't, I couldn't figure that out. Thank you, IMDb <laughs> trivia. Whoever wrote that, if you're the one who wrote that, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be fair, someone learning the language might need that bit of information you know what okay. I, I that's actually very yeah. fair because this is a mexican film which was actually uh filmed in english <laughs> a mexican film filmed in english yes this okay. is actually the the language okay. that it was filmed it was actually in english right right also the my synopsis mm-hmm. i want to see that movie too like <laughs> yes i'm i'm throwing that one out there <laughs> as a call like yeah if you if you want this intellectual property hit me up fam <laughs> So I'm going to go right into the trivia since you know nothing about this. And this is kind of related mm-hmm. to what I was saying. Okay. Alucarda was released in English under many alternate titles. Which of the following was one of them? This is where you'll kind of get okay. a better idea yeah. of what the movie is. Is it A, Innocence from Hell? B, Hell Hath No Fury? Or C, Vampire Convent Massacre? oh vampire convent massacre is either a great romp or the alternate title for this movie or both i'm gonna go see you're going see yes it was actually a innocence from hell i am secretly pleased by that despite Uh, how corny that is actually also and i'm gonna i'm gonna Mm -hmm. pick up my phone here for a moment uh i think there's like four or five other titles but uh one of the other ones here uh let me find it because i didn't have room to write it down in my Mm -hmm. notebook did you say these were released under 
all of these titles? Yes. Okay. Depending on the country. Depending on, okay. So like in the okay, US, yeah. I believe it was Innocence from Hell. Okay. Uh, and I think in like Britain, it was something else. <laughs> So I found it. It was also released under the title Sisters of Satan. Okay. And uh, there were a few others here, but they're like on the Wikipedia site. They're actually cited in a book, which is not about this movie, but it's about sort of that whole genre, like this sort of era of horror films. Okay, yeah. So it actually was not just those two titles, mm -hmm. but it was actually under a, a whole bunch of other titles too that like oh, wow. I just, I can't find. Because there's no information on it on wow. on the internet, so that that kind of is the. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Innocence from Hell. You are mm -hmm. wrong. So you are O for one here, and there's only one more trivia question. Okay. So I'm just gonna <laughs> pile drive through these trivia questions, then we can talk about this more. But though associated with vampire horror subgenre, Alucarda is not a traditional vampire flick. What other subgenre is it frequently associated with? Is it giallo? A. B. Nunsploitation or C. Cosmic horror. I'm sorry, what's that first one? Giallo, which is Have you seen Suspiria? No. Italian horror. Uh, oh, okay. Like like so think spaghetti westerns but for horror movies. Okay. So like giallo movies are usually it's a suspense mystery, mm -hmm. but usually set on a backdrop of some sort of supernatural mystery okay. or horror where you get like, think like in a, in a spaghetti Western, like a once upon a time in the West where mm -hmm. like, the, you know, the blood is like bright red. Yeah. Stuff okay. like that. Like that. Okay. Okay. But giallo. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what are my options? Giallo? I'm not going with it's, giallo. It's a, it it's either a giallo, mm -hmm. B nunsploitation or C cosmic horror. Are all these real genres? Yes. Oh my god. These are all real subgenres. Um well, cosmic horror. I I don't know if I can see that in vampire. Uh, I can totally see that in vampire. You haven't seen Helsing the anime? Uh no, not okay. the anime. That will get brought up later um because of the name Alucard. B Nunsploitation. You are correct. Uh, I are are you do I have to watch this movie? You do now. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um okay I'm you've ready. made a deal with the proverbial devil <laughs> oh, michael gosh, no i put this one on the list as like more so as a placeholder to be honest because oh, i'm gosh. like this is sort of it keeps popping up in my yeah. recommended like you're you're watching suspiria or you're watch you're yeah. looking up this weird horror movie from mm -hmm. the 70s you know what watch this one so i'm like hmm i read the description and I think maybe it'll help us to maybe read the oh, actual. Gosh. Let me let me go back to IMDb here uh, for a second. And I will read the actual IMDb description because this will help. After the death of her parents, a young girl arrives at a convent and brings a sinister presence with her. Is it her enigmatic imaginary friend, Alucarda, who is to blame? Or is there a satanic force at work? Okay. So this seems to be more so on the side of like the, and I looked into this a little bit. So like the general nunsploitation genre is usually like if you have like a sexy nun kink. Okay. Yeah. 
this one seems to be not quite there because the actual people like the, the there's the the nuns at the convent doing mm -hmm. the nun stuff right mm -hmm. they're not necessarily portrayed in a favorable light mm -hmm. they're not necessarily not like they're not they're not the ones doing kind of like the weird satanic stuff yeah. right like in a lot like mm -hmm. a lot of nun exploitation yeah. films right like another mexican film i think it's uh uh i think the actual just english translation is just satanic panic oh nice from like i think a year or two before this one okay where it's like yeah there's just some crazy stuff mm -hmm. um because again that was one of the ones that's like oh you're looking at alucarda why don't you look at this one i'm like man that's crazy okay cool um not my thing but you do you uh so alucarda the reason i put it on my list was because it looks like it's going to be one of those weird sleeper movies that a mm -hmm. lot of people have slept on. And it's mm -hmm. going it, to, it reminds me more of, to bring it back to the Giallo, it reminds mm -hmm. me more of something like a Suspiria, where okay. it's, I want to sample this sort of like weird Mexican horror, because mm -hmm. I've never seen it before. And it looks like it would be more interesting uh, culturally to me than like the million remakes of like, you know, the slasher film of yeah. how, like, like the 100 thousand derivatives of michael myers again nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with michael myers uh, and that's a movie that i haven't seen mm -hmm. uh which nope. i'm going to remedy for shame uh, for shame good look out on halloween Ooh. this year uh, for um that's gonna be a good time i've got yeah. a good lineup plan for this spooky <laughs> season capping off with halloween on halloween so oh, look for can. that release but it looks like it's much more unique because it has it has elements of like weird sort of social not anxieties but like sort of social standing that's kind mm -hmm. of like you know hey these orphans are taken in what happens to the orphans when they're taken in yeah. well you know they're kind of sometimes indoctrinated or or like mm -hmm. try like you try to force them into becoming a nun mm -hmm. and stuff like that or like you know, or or they become a nurse or whatever, and like you know, it's sort of working through that. But one of the one of the themes that I had noticed when doing my research for mm -hmm. this episode is that a lot of it is sort of based on like weird anti-government and authoritarian sentiments from the director um, oh. uh, Juan Moctezuma, and so that's sort of the underlying theme of this is that this oh. whole movie is kind of like. It's somewhat anti-religion and establishment, mm -hmm. but it's more so like anti-government. And I'm not sure how that's going to come into the, yeah. to the to play on this. Because I think in Mexico, a lot of it was is that like the government and it was kind of a theocracy mm -hmm. in some ways for yeah. a very long time. So I think that's kind of how this plays out. But it's sort of like, it's almost like sort of like a weird sexual revolution sort of allegory played out in the form of of like teenage vampire girls <laughs> okay. uh who are i guess they kind of maybe get frisky at one point but it's never like the nuns it's just like these girls who are there i, I don't know i really frankly don't know much wow. about this other than that <laughs> that being said to kind of give you a background that's okay. what you've okay. signed up for um no regrets i mean <laughs> i mean i'm gonna watch it i'm <laughs> like frankly i'm kind of excited to see it because i want to see how this goes like i with my track record for like older horror, mm -hmm. I could love it or hate it. So mm -hmm. like I, I could take or leave. Like I, I think one of the classics, I guess that I've seen, mm -hmm. I've seen Friday the 13th yeah. and Friday the 13th part two. Yeah. I think they're okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're about all they get. Yeah. Uh, they're okay. Uh, I don't think they deserve, at least those don't deserve all the praise they get. Um, mm -hmm. I imagine based on what I know of the later movies that mm -hmm. like 
the later you get in the Jason series, the gr- the better it gets because it just oh gets crazy. God. Yes. Jason X. I will highly recommend that. I've heard Jason X is the yeah. best one of the entire series. Actual quote from the movie, let's have premarital sex. Amazing. How can you not win an Oscar for that? <laughs> I mean, move, move over. Uh, I don't know. Guy who is known for getting Oscars. Move over, Oscar man. Uh, <laughs> here's the the premarital sex line. Yeah, that's oh, man. It's so. But like, I wanted to take this into it. I don't know if you have any experience with Mexican horror, right? And mm-hmm. I tried to look to see. So I thought I did, right? Okay. But it turns out that pretty much all of the Mexican horror that I thought mm-hmm. I was watching was actually Spanish horror. Oh. From the continent. All right. So like. I don't know if you've seen, like, obviously, The Orphanage. Have you seen that yes. one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spanish. Oh, oh oops. Yeah. Oops. Which, same language, yeah, yeah, just yeah. different country, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and there's also um, Here Comes the Devil, one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. It is such a good movie, Spanish. You know, the Rec series, absolutely love the Rec series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spanish. Spanish. Okay. It turns out um, you're conflating two cultures, and that's kind of racist. Uh, you know what? I my bad, right? <laughs> this is the episode where we just fix Mike's inherent racism. This, yes, my racism for liking movies that are of us like that are in the Spanish language. For just assuming because it's in Spanish it's a Mexican movie, I'm offended. Look, I live in America, and I don't know about you, but Spain is pretty European and Europeans Europe is maybe allegedly fake. I've never been there. Can you prove to me that Europe exists? I don't think right I here can. Right now? Not, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I've met people who've been to Mexico. I know and Mexicans. And they can prove. Yeah. I know Mexicans. Wow. He brings I, up I, a lot of I've gone, points, guys. I, there's a great Mexican restaurant not too far from here. <laughs> we can go talk to them. They can prove to me that Mexico exists. And their food, delicious. <laughs> best, one of the best in the world. Best cuisines in the world. The Spanish? What have they done? <laughs> they gave us a Hi, flu yeah. one time? Yeah, yeah, they gave us a flu. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So until you can prove to me that Spain mm-hmm. exists, I'm still going to say that all of these are Mexican all horror right, films. All right, cool. But anyway, no, yeah. that that's my experience. <laughs> so like the, the only real ones that I was thinking of were probably, and I don't know if you've seen them, but obviously there's um, Pan's Labyrinth, which is Guillermo yes. del Toro. Yeah. And also Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> um, there is Kronos. Now, the other part of that, too, is mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. uh, doing, and I guess probably like the Grindhouse, like Planet of Terror mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's not necessarily Mexican-driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's also like, uh, and I was thinking for some reason that he was, but he's not, I remember this, but Fetty Alvarez, he's your, he's from Uruguay. Okay. So he's not Mexican. So, <laughs> again... Fetty Alvarez, <laughs> love his movies. Like, Don't Breathe, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remake of Evil Dead, one of the best remakes of all time, frankly. <laughs> I still love Evil Dead, but like, damn, that remake is good. Have you seen that remake? I have not, no. <gasps> Dude, yep. you, I I think that maybe that the Evil Dead is the best possible way to do a remake while still basically honoring the original all right dang, um yeah. so go watch that because that's <laughs> okay. good uh i'm just gonna throw out a bunch of recommendations and tell them done but basically like <laughs> you kind of have a very small window and i mm-hmm. looked this up mexico had a thriving sort of horror scene mm-hmm. from like the 60s to like the very early 80s okay then it stopped and then like 
2000, like when Guillermo del Toro started doing mm-hmm. like films. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. In like the mid 2000s mm-hmm. is when it kind of really started off again. Okay. Yeah. So there was just this whole time that I couldn't find really any like Mexican horror films of note. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's true of all Mexican cinema. I don't think it is because there's a lot of other, like, you know, there's a, like a lot of soap operas and mm-hmm. like dramas and stuff that yeah. I have seen from like the nineties. Yeah. I've not seen, but know of. I, I've seen, it's funny because I, I took some Spanish classes in, in uh, college. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the Spanish classes were just yeah. us watching Mexican movies. <laughs> I think starring maybe Penelope Cruz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because the teacher had the hots for Penelope Cruz. Well, I mean, can't blame her. Him. Uh, teacher. It was can't him, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that I don't know what to expect. That's why I really wanted to watch this movie is mm-hmm. I want to see what this sort of like weird genre horror is flavored by like that sort of Mm -hmm. like 1970s mexico Mm -hmm. because i it's a completely foreign yeah thing to me like i've seen i mean i don't know like just foreign films in general like what are you like what's what do you think is sort of one of your biggest blind spots when it comes to like foreign films other Um, than like obviously obviously mexico um i've not watched a lot of so you know i've seen uh, spaghetti westerns and uh whatever other movies come out of italy i don't know any of them um you know, i've seen a lot of films from england which counts as foreign films as far as i'm concerned i've seen a lot of german films because you know i took german in college mm-hmm. so i had to watch a lot of those and they kind of go up and down with how good or really awful they are um i've not seen a lot of french cinema i've not seen a lot of mexican cinema um those are kind of big blind spots for me but for realistically just the whole horror genre from foreign countries except for asia i don't watch a lot of foreign horror movies because i don't think they're very good i would contend with you on the french horror Mm -hmm. i think that's where which french and obviously now that i'm talking about spanish horror and i think that some of the old like italian giallos but yeah Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't see a lot of movies from like other like northern europe and stuff mm-hmm. like that that are just great that i that yeah. thrill me like the only one that i can think of really is like some english movies like um i love ben wheatley and in his movie uh a kill list mm-hmm. was one of the best like english horror films that i've yeah. seen but like the only other one that i can think of from like the northern countries is probably like uh a troll hunter mm-hmm. which is yeah. really good and it's yeah. not even really that it's not it's that not, much of yeah. a horror film it's kind of it's like a weird found footage yeah. it's not super horror right almost like mockumentary ish yeah I, yeah so i think my I, I think part of my problem with foreign horror movies is like you know there there are good ones like uh, uh troll hunter and movies that are suspenseful and kind of scary but I don't like to watch dubbed movies all the time because it's hard to find a good dubbed version of a movie where the actors don't sound like trash. And when you're reading subtitles, honestly, that just takes a lot of the scare out for me. Um, So it needs to be something weirder like Troll Hunter or it needs to have way less dialogue like you haven't seen trading to busan have you no okay. no that's that's one that i know a lot of people have suggested yeah. i just have missed yeah because that was during the the period of time when i just didn't watch any movies at all <laughs> yeah and i completely missed that mm-hmm. release yeah so that one that one's really good because it like starts off and there's dialogue and you're reading but nothing really <clears throat> scary's happened yet and then when all the you know horror starts to happen there's less dialogue so you don't have to read reading i, I, I can't even like read books very often and be scared unless they are long creeping dread 
like the H.P. Lovecraft type stuff. But like when I read Stephen King, I find it abhorrent because yeah, scary things are happening, but I, it doesn't work for me because when I'm reading, I kind of get distracted, you know, figuring out what I'm reading yeah. more than being scared. So that might be part of my problem with a lot of foreign horror movies, but with like, you know, Guillermo del Toro, Yes, I'm reading for a lot of his stuff, like The Orphanage, or uh, did he do The Orphanage? He I may produced have it. Up. He produced The Orphanage. I was close enough. Um, <laughs> I made that mistake, too, in the past, okay. but yeah, he yeah. did. He was attached to it. Okay, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Which is why uh, I thought it was a Mexican yeah. film. Oops. And then, like, Pan's Labyrinth, where they've got, like, fantastical elements, so it's not strictly horror. It's not strictly fantasy it's it's kind of like there's enough there where it's interesting to me that i can continue to watch it and even though i'm not getting like you know when i watch an american movie or i watch a, an english any movie that's in english and i'm okay being scared because i don't have to focus on reading and what's going on on the screen i i think that's why i haven't watched a whole lot of foreign horror movies except like again the asian ones because those are all really good <laughs> I, I agree, and and I think Asian like is probably like my primary foreign sort of source, like especially Korean, mm -hmm. to a lesser extent Japanese. Mm -hmm. As far as foreign horror, and you bring up a bunch of like really good points. Mm -hmm. I, I think that a lot of my favorite ones, and especially like in the French extremism, mm -hmm. early two thousands movies, there's a lot of that. Like you see, like there's mm -hmm. dialogue up front, mm -hmm. and then. There's just not for a yeah. very long time, mostly because it's just horrendous graphic violence. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have seen a fair number. That was probably, if I, if honestly, other than like some of the more normal movies that I, I'd seen in college with other people, mm -hmm. the ones that I sought out on my own mm -hmm. that I probably was more basically excited about of watching on my own mm -hmm. were the foreign horror movies. They were the mm -hmm. French movies. They were the Spanish movies. Um, not necessarily. I've kind of recently more gotten into giallos mm -hmm. than, than I have sometimes the English movies, but like, you know, uh, also the Asian films. Mm -hmm. I really, cause I know that there are a lot of like all, most countries will have like some sort of film scene mm -hmm. in it. Right. Yeah. And there are some that you just don't hear about. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of my big blind spot on a lot of it too, again, other than Mexican horror is there's like a lot of Southeast Asian, like Thai or Vietnamese oh, yeah. movies out there that I just haven't seen that I know I've heard are really good. I've heard a couple good things about some Polish um, movies. Uh, there was one, I think it was called Demon maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, that looks really good. Uh, it's been on my you know radar for a while. Russian films. Okay, yeah. I know that there are Russian horror <laughs> films out there. Yeah, I just those are much harder to find, honestly, <laughs> mm -hmm. than anything. I actually even have a couple like actual Russian language films. Oh wow, uh, yeah, sitting on my shelf upstairs, uh, but they're kind of like weird. Like uh, it's uh, have you seen like um have you read or seen the Night Watch or Day Watch movies? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. really no. good um again to bring it back to the beginning vampire yeah. movies okay, yeah. kind of like undead mm -hmm. vampire weird like not really vampire i guess mm -hmm. like it's just weird magical people like yeah. wizards think um think like men in black but for wizards <laughs> okay yeah right it's like oh yes we are trying to keep this secret mm -hmm. of wizards secret secret and safe and safe and there's bad wizards who want to do bad things but we have to stop them it's great <laughs> yeah. And the books are great. I would highly mm -hmm. recommend the books okay, yeah. because the books are just, they're, they're fun, right? <laughs> yeah. I tend to go for more stuff and I don't necessarily have as big of a problem with, I don't, 
I think you're right. Like if you if you get a bad dub, it takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of give you an idea, I was watching Suspiria, the original 1977, maybe, mm-hmm. which I think came out the same year as this, and I was actually watching it in Italian. Okay. And then I realized that like most of, the, and I was watching it subtitled, mm-hmm. which is fine. And then I realized because that was the default, mm-hmm. and I realized this movie actually I think was released in English, and so I went and I rewatched some of it with the english mm-hmm. and no subtitles the english was actually worse than the italian Oof. it fit not as good and that's even with the main character of Susie speaking mm-hmm. english oh wow yeah right i think the <laughs> italian was actually generally better <laughs> so yes yeah, you get that you get mm-hmm. that element and i'm i'm curious to see what the i from what i know of this movie i think it kind of does that same thing where you get a lot of setup mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the impressions that i get of this movie as the mighty mighty boston said <laughs> uh, hopefully we don't have to knock on wood because mm-hmm. you know it isn't good <laughs> but i think that it's going to be a lot of build up and it'll be like you know we're doing stuff, we're setting stuff mm-hmm. up, and then it just goes off the rails crazy. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think this is going to happen uh, in this movie. I'm very leery about about it in general and what I mm-hmm. think I'm going to like it, how I think I'm going to like it. Because again, I like I like the original Suspiria, mm-hmm. but then again, like stuff like the original Friday the Thirteenth, meh. Yeah, I could take it or leave <laughs> it. And again, this is like Mexico in the '70s, so like. Like, how are their visual effects going to be? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you had all the effects from, like, what is it? Like, spaghetti westerns? Yeah. Like, big budget spaghetti westerns and Sergio Leone and mm-hmm. all the other people who did spaghettis. And those are pretty big budget movies from time to time. But, like, I don't know. It's just a weird It's just a weird thing. Because you have a bigger tradition of cinema in Europe mm-hmm. than you do in the new world other than Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, and even, even like, Canada mm-hmm. doesn't have, like, a big like film scene until Mm -hmm. recently like Mm -hmm. you have hollywood and then you have like people making kind of indie films and studios Mm -hmm. here and there i i don't know what to say about it like Mm -hmm. i don't know any any other thoughts on this movie vampire movies i think really we'll have more to say about it after the other side of this but this is Mm -hmm. just something i know nothing about and i'm excited to watch it Mm -hmm. but very very apprehensive about how i how i think it's gonna be I don't know. What what are your thoughts? Um, I guess just kind of my last thoughts before we go in and rate this, unless you had anything you wanted to add, is I'm always leery of pretty much any movie with any kind of religious tones under or over, just because they're either like just straight up religious movies, like you're watching The Passion of the Christ, which is a religious movie about, you know, the passion of the Christ. Or in this case, it sounds like it's almost, you know, you know, religion bashing, but maybe government bashing, but maybe, you know, whatever it is. Um, I generally find those to be kind of trite and ham-fisted generally when those kinds of uh, impressions come in through a movie. So I don't know if I'm looking forward to that. Maybe it'll be well done this time. Maybe not. But especially just like recently, all of the... Uh, uh, religious tones that have come in with things and unfortunately the only thing i can remember that i've recently seen that had like a religious tone to it was actually a video game outlast 2 which has like this huge religious overtone throughout the whole thing and it's not that recent i'm sorry um it was really ham-fisted and poorly done so i don't know how 19 what was 1970s uh 1977 cool 1970s mexico is gonna deal with it I'm kind of leery of that more than bad 
uh, special effects. I kind of agree with you there, and I'm tr- I'm struggling to think, but I know mm-hmm. that there are. I've seen movies that just kind of made me cringe um, a little bit, mm-hmm. like one that I even like. And I guess you could call this religion because mm-hmm. it kind of is. But there's. Um, have you seen the movie uh, God Bless America? Uh, yeah, I don't I've know why that one. Yeah. I don't know. I really like that movie, mm-hmm. but it was ham fisted with the like American religion, basically, <laughs> yeah. quote unquote, where it's like a weird mix of evangelical like actual christianity Mm -hmm. faith and like faith in the state as a whole as an entity it was pretty ham-fisted about how how that kind of worked Mm -hmm. i liked it but it it did kind of force a lot of its view whether you agreed with it or not Mm -hmm. down your throat and that's the thing like in this case specifically i mean we we are dealing with Mm -hmm. like specifically catholicism yeah sort of like a a rebellion of of that sort of the establishment there which again blasphemous but <laughs> yeah like um, you should be able to voice your opinion but generally people do it poorly is, is what that, that's saying. the thing that's the thing if it's done well i don't mind it because it's not going mm-hmm. to affect me as a person regardless yeah. of what my faith is mm-hmm. but if it's done poorly it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth because mm-hmm. it's like you could have done better yeah like, or like you could have done any number of other things that would mm-hmm. have been just equally as good. Yeah, like even movies where they're get, sending out a message that I agree with, I don't care most of the time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you put a message in your movies, mm-hmm. you don't want it to be overt. Mm-hmm. You want it to hide behind allegories. Yes. Or like the most overt that you would want to do is like, oh yeah, all right, we're in a convent mm-hmm. and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. We're just showing them the nuns doing their nun things. <laughs> yeah. As they are portrayed doing, like, maybe in real life at this time, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. everything happening around it. Mm-hmm. And then those things happening around it can be, like, allegorical to yeah. basically, like, ah, yes, the, these nuns at the convent are a stand-in for X. Mm-hmm. I see that now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, uh, this, is, this is a whole, like, tangent, <laughs> I guess. But um, Charlie Chaplin, when he started doing talkies, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Monsieur Verdoux mm-hmm. and um, uh, The Great Dictator, mm-hmm. right? Great Dictator. Phenomenal speech. One of mm-hmm. the best speeches ever. Mm-hmm. But is it good in the movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Debatable. That one's that one actually works better with the actual overall movie. Mm-hmm. Monsieur Verdoux is much 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 more hand-fisted mm-hmm. because basically like you know sort of the the idea of the 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 one where he's hitler is mm-hmm. that oh it's the wrong man and he's taking <laughs> his chance to basically moralize okay but he's doing it in a way that makes sense mm-hmm. right because he's oh i'm adolf hitler i can talk to these people mm-hmm. i have a chance to do something good <laughs> whereas monsieur verdu it's just him sitting in his like armchair mm-hmm. as if it were like an episode of like uh, murder she wrote or whatever like thing <laughs> yeah. where it's like you you have like a guy in the armchair like announcing it like like alfred hitchcock presents right mm-hmm. yeah where he's telling you what the movie is about <laughs> and what the moral is yeah but it's in the movie <laughs> and it's like man yeah. charlie i know that the whole talky thing is new to you mm-hmm. but just shut up man <laughs> it's like it's like that joe biden meme would you just shut up man <laughs> like yeah i want to i want to do that for charlie chaplin and all those movies like especially monsieur verdu which is a great movie mm-hmm. until that point which kind of is just like you can stop mm-hmm. really when he starts moralizing and it's 
it's weird yeah and i like to consider so i know there are always going to be people out there who say oh well this movie or book or piece of you know media out there disagrees with my points of view so i'm going to completely do away with it i know there are people out there there always will be i'd like to consider myself not one of those people but you know generally going into a movie where they throw things at me like that as an example like all of the movies that come out where there's the obvious overtones of environmentalism like i agree i love my environment i like trees and shit i don't need that in the movie because it's generally so cheesy and corny with the we save the environment we are the good guys i hate it it makes me want to go like i don't know piss on a rose bush maybe except i think that's good for rose bush that is I'm good because 100%. the ph balance that they desire is actually very very close to that of uric acid especially Throw car when... batteries in oceans there we go yes yeah that's what it makes me want to do as an as an accredited actual marine biologist <laughs> i can tell you that throwing car batteries in the ocean uh does in fact help the population of electric eels oh. it makes them horny oh well well shoot in this episode, we fix Mike's racism and save electric eels. <laughs> yes, my racism where I'm where I love Spanish culture. It's, it's not that you love Spanish culture; it's that you conflate Spaniards or sorry, and Mexican Mexicans. culture. There we go. Again, if you prove to me that Spain is real, I will walk back every bad thing I said about it. I will come back into this room next time with the flu and prove you wrong. Okay. That's fine. Cool. Uh, so where where do we think we're going to rate this, unless we have anything else? I, I'm going to come down lower than what I hope to actually end up at after watching the movie. Uh, I'm going to go two out of five Snake Pliskins. It's an older horror movie. There are a lot of things I'm kind of worried about, but it could be, like we talked about, a good sleeper movie that we just haven't, wouldn't have had the chance to watch otherwise. Yeah. My gut is that it's going to be on the very low end. Mm -hmm. And I have high hopes for it, and I want to see it because I want to experience it. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think I'm probably not going to like it. I'm going to say one and a half. Ooh, yikes. Uh, I, I hope we come up from this, but... Just my track record with, like, older horror, right, mm -hmm. is just... I mean, I haven't seen a lot, but, like, it's, it's in that 70s era where mm -hmm. I just don't have a good frame of reference and everything i like that i've seen is like i like some of it but for the majority of what i've seen it's kind of like eh, mm -hmm. i could take it or leave it yeah so i don't know we'll i guess see you on the other side and prepare i guess to maybe be just horrified yeah all right see you on the <laughs> other side the devil enters the body of the person he wants to master for the performing of such feats far above the capacity, strength, or agility of the person thus possessed. Don't believe such a creature. He'll only tell you lies. Three orphans were responsible for horrible things which only a diabolical mind could have conceived. A reflection of her own dream, perhaps. This, this is the most shameful thing I've ever been a witness to. I told you this place devil does to beget his evil he obtains help from our virtues 
Father, what is the meaning of this? This nun was dead, yet she, she moved. Justine and Alucarda may be possessed. This woman was dead, yet there was a breath of evil inside of her, ready to come alive and attack innocent beings. This could only be, as you say, the work of what you call the devil. Hello and welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am joined again by Michael. Hello, I'm back. So we just finished watching, I guess we can call it a movie, um, <laughs> Alucarda? Yeah. That's... From 1997, directed by uh, Juan Lopez Moctezuma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when we went into this, I gave this a tentative 1.5 out mm-hmm. of 5 Snake Pliskins, and you gave it a 2. Yeah. And... I don't know where you fell on that, but I, I don't think I, I think I was generous. I think I was a little generous. Uh, So before we get started and kind of go Mm -hmm. in this, I want to know, is there anything that you liked about it? Because I know that there was like one little bit that I did actually like about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe two that I thought were at least intriguing to me. Did you have anything that you even liked? Um, uh... Like is a strong word. Uh, I don't think I could use that in this case. So I, I will say I went into the movie thinking I am probably not going to like this super much. I'll, I will do something while I watch this movie and just kind of watch it in the background. It became a foreground movie to me, not necessarily because it was good, but... Yeah, it it definitely drew your attention in a lot of ways. I think that in a very similar vein to another va- vampire movie that we talked about before, uh, The Lost Boys, uh, I would rather watch The Lost Boys, um, <laughs> frankly. This one, they said the name Alucarda about as many times as they said Michael in <laughs> in The Lost Boys. Uh, so yeah. that's maybe a hallmark of vampire films. You just have to say the name so many times. <laughs> yeah, I so I liked two things kind of about it and this is this is where i'll sort of draw the line i'll be generous here right (laughs) i liked the weirdness that they had like sort of the little bit of setup that they had Mm -hmm. at the very beginning they never they never basically (laughs) followed up on other than is she like a demon spawn like a half cast i'm assuming she has to be right Mm -hmm. yeah she's the only one in the nunnery wearing black which makes her stand out as evil right yeah, and that was very telegraphed, uh, which, I mean, of the time, like, yeah. you know, cowboy movies, you had black hats and white hats, so yeah. it's not really that, it's a symbolism thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I will say uh, that they never tied back in. I liked that little bit. I liked the bit that was sort of maybe starting to build this weird world where the gypsies started, like, yeah. where, they, where they met, like, Alucarda and her friend, what was it? Justine. Justine, yeah, yeah Justine. They went off... And romped, I guess, <laughs> out in the meadows of, yeah. of harmless fun, harmless romps. Yeah. And then they met up with this weird gypsy and hunchback fawn. Yeah. I, I couldn't Mr. tell. Mr. Tumnus, I think it was. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of a, yeah, that's what it reminded <laughs> me of, Mr. Tumnus. Um, not played by James McAvoy in this no. case, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that would have saved it either. Frankly, no. That would have been a very young James. Was he even alive then? Nineteen seventy-seven. No, oh, I'm fairly yeah. certain he probably wasn't. To be fair, most Hollywood actors are always older than I think they are. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm pretty certain that if you were to look up the ages of like George Clooney, uh, mm-hmm. he's probably ninety-seven. 
<laughs> and someone like Michael Caine is definitely 250 years old. Yeah, because yeah, the last time I was looking this up for another movie that I was uh, working on uh, a little while ago, but Chloe Grace Moritz, like okay. the first time I saw her, she was like, you know, what, 10? Now she's <laughs> like 40. I don't know how that happened because I was older than her at that time. <laughs> I don't know how this happens, mm-hmm. Michael. Please tell me how this happens. God. Speaking of ages, um, I don't know if you remember when they went, when Alucarda and Justine go into the crypt and find the grave and they read the age of the woman who died. They go, oh, 15 years ago, just like us. Justine is not a 15 year old woman. You are not about to sell me that. She's like in her 30s at least. <laughs> Also very of the time, especially in like slasher films where they have 30 year olds playing 16 year olds. I think she actually was kind of that young, but she I don't remember how old she was in that particular film, but she was younger. But yes, you're right. They do have frequently and this is more of a 90s thing, I think, Mm -hmm. than a 70s. But you did have it then um, where you get the trope of and maybe it was in the 80s too and that's where this trope came from where they even call it out in scream <laughs> where they're like oh yeah you'd be played by some like 30 something year old yeah. and it's funny because they are all played by 30 something year olds and they're in <laughs> high school so yeah that's the joke i guess if i i mean mm-hmm. i had to explain it so it's not funny anymore sorry everyone else um it's still funny it's okay it is so man oh so the it's last okay. thing i liked right so yeah. they started doing the world building a little mm-hmm. bit with like the whole like Mr. Tumnus, maybe, allegedly. Mm -hmm. And then it went just... Boy, you know, we were talking about in the first half about, like, you know, if you're subtle about things Mm -hmm. and not ham-fisted about, (laughs) like, you know, criticizing and making stuff be an allegory Mm -hmm. and making it sort of... You could take things one way or the other. This was not it. This was as subtle as getting hit with a concrete truck. (laughs) I, I gotta be honest, if I hadn't gone into this movie with you having told me that it might be, like, I guess church bashy in a way, um, I wouldn't have considered it just because I was so confused by all of the crazy shenanigans going on in this movie. I was just, like, gobsmacked the entire time. <laughs> I I couldn't, like, I couldn't decipher <laughs> what was happening because, like, it was... <sighs> Again, I'm, I'm getting off the rails here. There are so many things I didn't like uh, about it, but I'm going to finish with the last yeah. thing I liked, right? Okay. So Sorry. The, the scene, not the last scene, but the scene where basically Justine and the mother superior are like right there and mm-hmm. like she comes out of the coffin and she's covered in blood and starts yeah. attacking the mother superior. That was actually a mm-hmm. very good scene. And mm-hmm. I think in any other movie, it would have been much better, right? Yeah. That was very well done, mm-hmm. I think. And it seems like it could have been like you know one of those like iconic moments like it's a a much more visceral carry or like (laughs) it's it's uh you know what it felt like it felt like somewhere between the descent and carry yeah right i'll buy that where it was like it's just this person covered Mm -hmm. in blood going you know feral and attacking and there's like this supernatural elements it was cool and then like the rest of it and and the rest of it happened yeah and i guess spoilers alucarda got there really wasn't any protagonist or antagonist no it was really confusing and the characters weren't honest well i guess some of them sort of kind of were okay as far as the nuns are concerned it was kind of hard for me to follow which nun was which because they're wearing not have they were mummies things yes they looked like mummies i think they were maybe supposed to i think they were dressed up to look more like lepers 
Yeah. Because I th- I think that was an intentional choice of because mm-hmm. it wasn't traditional like nun garments, yeah. right? It, they were they looked like lepers. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. It was very hard to tell who was who. Yeah. The only ones who I remember being distinct are Justine and and Alucarda, and even mm-hmm. the priest was kind of like the main He's one. Generic. Yeah. He was pretty generic. Like I guess the only other one that was not sort of a cloistered yeah. character was the doctor yeah who i guess out of anyone is probably the most protagonist <laughs> i i thought he was gonna be like the voice of reason in all of this and go like hey this is what's actually happening they're just crazy i don't know because you know halfway through the movie they they kill justine i think is what happens i think so when they're quote-unquote exercising her by stabbing her naked yeah body. they yeah, they basically put her on like a torture device, yeah. and then she's naked inexplicably, uh, <laughs> and then they basically like beat her and stab her to death as yeah. part of an exorcism. You're yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, they kill her, and then he's like, "Oh no, you, you!" He comes in like you said, the voice yeah. of reason, mm-hmm. and then, like at a certain point, he's like denying it. He's mm-hmm. denying it. He's like, "No, there's a logical explanation." And then mm-hmm. at a certain point, it just snaps where. Oh no! Ah, they were right. She was possessed. Ah, I, I believe think. everything now. <laughs> and he was very skeptical. I, mm-hmm. I, I find this very hard to believe that this was more than just a like bashing of religion. That it was because again, and I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Regardless on your feelings of religion or not, <laughs> this was clearly what it was, right? Yeah, I think. And it was supposed to be, by all accounts, some sort of critique on the state and the and I guess the state and religion together. I I sure I agree with that. I think. Granted, <laughs> neither of us are Mexicans. Uh, yeah, that might be so. Part of the problem. I and we weren't alive in 1977, mm-hmm. especially not in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm fairly certain neither of us were, <laughs> unless we are both products of Hollywood and thus older, and obviously mm. some sort of, you know, undead vampire. Yeah. So, with that being said, I think that we might be missing some context here, but mm. man, like, this being released in English, there wasn't a lot of context. It reminded me a lot of a, of a very over-the-top, like, telenovela. If you took out the copious amounts of nudity, nudity, which there was a surprising amount of, right? Like, uncomfortably so. I want to say it was like 10 minutes of this one hour movie. Yeah, at least. (laughs) Uh, Like, Justine's half of her screen time was just like... Getting her boob blood licked off by Alucarda? Yeah. Getting tortured while naked? Was she part of that weird orgy in the woods where there was just naked bodies everywhere? Oh, yeah, there was that scene, yeah. too. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, that got, like, that felt even, that felt, the weirdness of it aside felt mm-hmm. kind of like, I guess, midsummery. Yeah, I'll buy that. But, like, that was <laughs> like, sort of, like, the one moment where it was like, is it is this going to go off the rails this way? Mm-hmm. And if it did, it would have been a better movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Whereas it just kind of stayed in its sort of lackluster ho-hum <laughs> I guess this this girl who has developed cosmically powerful earth-shattering powers mm-hmm. from I guess the devil yeah then destroys the convent and then gets Get killed 
question holy mark? watered to death i think that's what happens i i'm fuzzy on it man and i like <laughs> it's like and it's it's I, i'm usually not that bad about movies like i'll forget names of characters oh, right yeah. it's easy but like this movie it's hard to tell what happened when <laughs> I, I feel like everything after the weird satanic sex orgy just kind of melted together in my brain a little bit as far as this is what's happening. Just So, like, I, I love the scene. The doctor goes off home after saying, you guys are crazy. I can't believe you just killed Justine, mm-hmm. someone who died. And he goes home and he's, like, reading up on Satan. He's like, those people are crazy. I don't want to go back to that comment ever. And then... <laughs> The only reason I remember this character's name is because the person I'm watching this with goes, oh my gosh, Felipe. I really hope they don't kill Felipe. Felipe shows up to get the doctor to bring him back to the nunnery um, to stop Alucarda, I think, or maybe just, is that when Justine's body like comes back from the grave or something? I think I'm it really comes confused. back from the grave. Yeah, yeah. and kill someone? Yes. Maybe? That's what happened? That's allegedly, yeah. Okay. She rises from, from the, the, from the yeah. dead and kills someone. Oh. Yeah, and then the priest chops her head off. Gosh, this was a great movie. Um, <laughs> like, it had elements of... Could have been good. It could have been good, right? Yeah. Like, there were... It, like, the bones of it, like, the actual Ugh. just plot mm-hmm. was kind of okay. If you then substituted a lot of, like, almost everything else about it, right? <laughs> yeah. I I feel like the script of this movie was was a palimpsest that someone had taken an older script or maybe 50 different scripts, mashed them together, erased a bunch of parts and written over different parts. And that's what happened in this movie is that's where they got, oh, this is what's going to happen. But none of it made sense. No, it really didn't. I I mean, I think, I guess if you really, if I were to watch this again, and I Mm -hmm. I don't think I will ever. No. If someone told me, hey, I'm going to watch Alucard. I've never seen it before. I'd say, you're in for a treat. Let me come watch you. Watch the movie. I I think that might be the only thing. If it's someone, and it depends on the person too, (laughs) right? Because I would probably watch it with like, there are a few people that I I know personally where I'm like, okay, that would kind of be funny because (laughs) I'm just watching, yeah, watching them watch it. Um, And I'm not paying any kind of attention. It would still be very hard for me to sit through it, frankly. (laughs) without just short too it is it's um it's just barely over an hour yeah (laughs) and it felt like it was three (laughs) i have watched much longer movies that have Mm. felt shorter yes so much longer it was such a slog (laughs) to get through oh my goodness Uh. like i don't i don't even know where to go with this (laughs) I I think that there were a lot of potential things Mm. that they had done in it that could have been decent. And this, I feel like it was very much in the vein of, at least following that logic, if I were to basically remake this movie, right, Mm -hmm. I would literally just, I would take out, like, literally all the dialogue. Okay. Take out all the dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would strip it down very much. And it would probably be sort of, uh, it would feel good as a Ty West sort of, okay. um, sort of slow burn. Have you seen House of the Devil? Yes. So imagine that, but with this sort of like, oh yes, it's it's a yeah. convent, and you have this like just 
overtime creeping sensation of like this girl is maybe possessed. Mm -hmm. You have the doctor, you draw that out, right? You draw those relationships out a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And then the whole Justine and Alicarda. And you don't even necessarily have to show like this five minute like boob blood sucking (laughs) ritual. Like you can just literally do like flashes and then Mm -hmm. like, like are they or are they not just for the audience you confuse them yeah Yeah. right and so at the very end then you tie it all together and make it clear and then you have this last scene that's just a barn burner yeah right yeah you have justine rising from the crypt and decapitating people Mm -hmm. you have the mother superior (laughs) with her like trying to like nah and then you have you know alucarda going off and destroying the convent and you have like Maybe them find some sort of like old tome where it's like, oh, this is the exorcism right here. Yeah. This is the one. But <laughs> the priest was killed or something. And then now mm-hmm. we have like he was the bad guy this whole time because mm-hmm. he was like kind of not really he wasn't really that good. Yeah. yeah. And you actually have you have a protagonist then mm-hmm. like, you know, this this non-believing doctor who mm-hmm. saves his daughter and performs. He mm-hmm. now has come to the faith because he has he's found this ritual after yeah. the the kind of dickish priest has died <laughs> and then he's he's banished this thing and then everything is good in the world and he saves his yeah. daughter right that's that's yeah. the movie right <laughs> in the style of ty west's house of the devil if mm-hmm. you haven't seen that one go out and watch it i highly recommend that one and anything ty west has done but that's that's what it that's what i was hoping mm-hmm. this could be yeah or at least campy in a kind of enjoyable bella lugosi type way maybe i, I never thought it price. was it wasn't i look I, I like the gore in this movie actually and i normally am not a huge proponent of gory slashery film type things but i thought the gore in this like where the priest does behead justine after she's risen from the dead i thought that was pretty okay and like you know the scene you brought up where uh oh what's her name the the ab this lady nun gets attacked in the in yeah the, the mother crypt. superior mother yeah. superior yeah when she where she gets attacked by justine justine yeah like ah that i, I kind of like that um but you know the rest of the campiness in this movie was just we're bad actors we have bad dialogue and a low budget that's what we got i'm sorry it did remind me a lot of in a much worse way like sort of a a giallo uh, the Italian mm-hmm. sort of horror mystery mm-hmm. stuff, but there was never any mystery mm-hmm. to be had, right? Because yeah. giallos are almost always sort of a, it's like a weird stylized noir, right? Okay. Yeah. This didn't have any of that. <laughs> there was no, you never, you were never guessing about anything unless it was what in the hell is going on just <laughs> at all. Yeah. It wasn't creating a mystery that you were solving along with anyone. It mm-hmm. was, yeah yeah this is what's happening i guess Mm -hmm. but it had that sort of color to it right Mm -hmm. the the blood and gore wasn't like a traditional i guess if we're looking talking like we did previously like french extremism Mm -hmm. or french new extremism uh sort of inside martyrs stuff like that Mm -hmm. it was it was somewhere between that and like a giallo sort of like suspiria or something Mm -hmm. like that where you have blood but it's like it's almost uh, and I know people can't see it, but it's red as that paint that is sitting <laughs> on the table not too far from us. Like it's like can't a confirm very red. Yeah, like a bright acrylic red yeah. paint, right? And it wasn't quite that. It was somewhere in between. It mm-hmm. wasn't that, but it did have elements where, you know, it, it had that look to it. It had that mouth feel a little bit mm-hmm. more than, you know, it didn't feel like a vampire movie, right? Yeah. It 
it didn't feel like what it was supposed to be. No, I didn't know she was a vampire. I feel like Alucarda didn't do any vampire things, except maybe because um, vampires, you know, like possess the victim sort of to make them a slave kind of thing. That's what yeah. she did with Justine, but that was about it. Yeah, that was that was kind of it. Yeah, she she was clearly like possessed by a demon, right? Yeah. But yeah. Justine was clearly more of a va- vampiric thrall, mm-hmm. right? And it was just confusing in the metaphors. Now, again, I'm going to throw this back out there. <laughs> if sort of the Mexican tradition of vampires or vampirism mm-hmm. is closer to demon possession, that's something I'm completely ignorant on. Mm-hmm. And if you know, I, I mean, honestly, I am I would love to hear like Mexican <laughs> vampire lore because yeah. that sounds dope <laughs> i want to know like yeah what is different if if they even have vampire lore because I, I mean i know that they have like you know obviously like if you look at cryptids right there's yeah. the chupacabra of the yeah. southwest and mexico <laughs> which is kind of like a weird goat mm-hmm. vampire so they've got cool vampire-ish yeah. things I, I don't know are vampires just chupacabras like or, or there's there more to it i want to yeah. know I would love to, and I'm. I, I could do my own research, but I'm lazy. Yeah, I'd much I'm rather not. just have someone link the article to me, so I, I can do all of that. Just yeah, and then read. or or actually, what I would say instead of having them link an article, they record themselves reading the article yes. and send it to us. Then we yes. don't have to read it. Yeah, dude, that that's like the way to be, right? <laughs> that's that's how I want to get all of my like weird like cryptid news and like lore is just just have people like read even if it's just the wikipedia page so i don't have to <laughs> and then they can even like you know have citations and like if they're really dedicated they like mm-hmm. oh here let me just pause and read this citation for you oh cool that's yeah. great i love it you and might then also provide be links. interested in yeah yeah you might also be interested in that that would be Gosh. perfect <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about this other than it was it, it was what it was and I, this is one of those movies where I don't know that I would say I wasted my time watching it mm-hmm. but I almost feel like I wasted my time watching it <laughs> I just feel like even though it was only an hour and felt like three it needed to be longer to explain more or just add something yeah, like, it, it felt simultaneously like things were dragging on and the plot points were still rushed. Yeah. Right? Like, the whole time Alucarda is going, we need to make them pay for this. And I'm trying to figure out, at what point in the movie did they mention what that is? Like, like I have no idea what her motivations are, except, damn you for giving me a home and a place to live and food to eat. Damn you nuns. I feel like that was her character the whole time. It's just he's upset that she's in a nunnery. Maybe? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, granted, if you're if you're in a nunnery, and mm-hmm. and frankly, I will say this. Out of all of the movies that I have seen with like nuns, mm-hmm. I think that like some of I've seen movies with stricter nuns, right? <laughs> yeah. These nuns were like, yes. The, the, there were scenes of them like doing self-flagellation, mm-hmm. right? But I have seen stricter nuns in like other movies where it just wasn't like, you know, yeah, they're clear. I think even like in Sister Act, right? <laughs> the ones who are like, oh, yeah. no, you didn't, Whoopi Goldberg. You don't. Don't yeah. you do that, Whoopi. 
Like, or, or even the sound of music. Oh, what are we going to do about Maria? <laughs> uh, like, I guess yeah. we're just going to kick her out of the convent and just, you know, sell her off to this German guy. And like, <laughs> he can, he can fall in love with her and then regret having made that movie. Yeah. It, it's so like, yeah, they were as nuns go. Yeah. They were kind of weird and out there, mm-hmm. but they weren't that strict. And they seemed like they were genuinely caring, yeah. especially like the younger nun mm-hmm. who was trying to take care of Justine when she first got there. Yeah. Who, Again, completely undistinguishable from the mother superior. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it could have been the mother superior for all for I know. know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think she might've been the one that actually died that Justine killed yeah like the first when she first came back from the dead i couldn't tell yeah it was really hard to tell because they spent a lot of time carrying bodies around for whatever reason to different locations there were a lot of bodies that were just never explained about why they were why they died and there were other kids there too yeah what the heck Uh, like like, uh, initiates or something it was yeah i guess well because it it was a an orphanage convent I, i believe so yeah but i've seen worse none so yeah the whole plot was inexplicable unless you mm-hmm. assume that alucarda was actually just completely one possessed from the very beginning yeah which i would believe which i would believe yeah so that that's you have to take that as a as a mm-hmm. as, as gospel there mm-hmm. right the nuns were relatively nice the priest was kind of like he was pretty fire yeah. and brimstone mm-hmm. like if there was an antagonist other than alucarda actually <laughs> yeah then it was probably him mm-hmm. again there was no clear antagonist and protagonist mm-hmm. if i had to guess i think that the mother superior and then the um the doctor mm-hmm. were both maybe protagonist yeah. right and then justine kind of was at least a sympathetic character mm-hmm. and alucarda was kind of the foil to that right to her cool sympathetic but still bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the priest, and then was probably the he, bad guy. And then also yeah. the, the, the Mr. Tumness, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Weird. And then also the, the, the weird sex orgy, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you this question. Okay. Did, did the mother superior kill all of them? That's, through praying to God? I to turn them, yes, I turned to the side and said, did she kill them by praying? Does that make her evil? Or does that make her the good guy? Because, I mean, clearly, since they were giving, the sex orgy people were giving powers to Alucarda, who then roasted a bunch of people, which was cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, that makes them bad, yes? Question mark? And they also... I would argue that they're the sex orgy people are bad because they took away a lot of Justine's agency by making her. I mean, she even admitted herself. I had no idea what happened. I felt like someone was controlling me kind of stuff. Yes. I think the mother superior killed them through prayer. Yeah. I, and that's what I, I just wanted to make sure that I had that right. Cause like, it was like this weird, oh. like scene where she started levitating as pr- she was praying and sweating and crying blood yeah. Which, that, that again was yeah. kind of, it would have been, in a mm-hmm. better movie, a really good moment. Yeah. And it would have been kind of like a weird, like, oh, is she good or is she yeah. bad? Like, is this, what are we supposed mm-hmm. to be sympathetic to? But you never understand. And I think the only one that you were really ever sympathetic to, again, was Justine. Because, you're right, mm-hmm. her whole agency was taken away from the very moment she met Alucarda. Alucarda basically was very, I'm not... I guess possessive of her, right? Yeah. In a vampiric way, I guess. Yeah. So if you look at it from that point of the vampirism is not necessarily like 
you know, capes and fangs mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah. and, and burning in the sun. Yeah. If it was more like basically taking over someone's agency and mm-hmm. using them as a puppet, then yes. And Alucarda was definitely the bad mm-hmm. guy in this movie. And Justine was sort of a bad victim. But you still have all the other problems, <laughs> even if you make those assumptions and yeah. and read it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just, that's all I can say is just. <laughs> I It feels so, now that we're getting more into this and I'm talking this over with someone, it feels almost adjacent to, like, um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, because Dracula in that, not the movie, the actual book, sorry, in that I guess probably also that movie too, which sucks. Um, in it's, that, you mean um, great, but yes, yeah, it's ahead. great. It's great. It's better than this. Um, it's it's a better. I <laughs> got him. You see that was yes. my that was the long con, <laughs> is I'm trying to make you watch really bad vampire movies so that you can slowly compare them to Bram Stoker's Dracula and they become better. Okay. I'm gaslighting yeah. you into oh, loving no. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh wow, that's or sorry, Coppola's. Uh, Coppola's masterpiece, masterpiece, if you will. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, not the book. Anyway, um, Alucarda could be a Dracula-ish figure because she does seem... I don't know. It's weird because Dracula has like more control over the gypsies than Alucarda seems to have, although she's the one who ends up with all the power anyway, so does it really matter? And all the gypsies die, question mark, exclamation point question mark yeah not sure um, uh and then i mean she's got like you said the thralls which are justine which is also a very vampire thing but thralls are normally more minion-y it, it just feels very vampire adjacent so i do also yes want to look into like mexican vampires are they different is that why i'm so confused by this movie more than i normally would have been i just ugh. Whoa, whoa, whoa whoa hold on hold on alucarda that's a dracula <laughs> Oh spelled gosh. backwards did you whoa <laughs> i was asked probably 50 times what movie are we watching arugula no uh, no sorry arugula. a dracula yeah a dracula <laughs> uh yeah i and it's funny too because i just threw this one on my list because i don't even remember where i saw it right yeah. or, or saw anything about it and I think that the the one scene that I saw, or the one thing that I saw about it was like one of the stills at the end mm-hmm. where Justine is attacking the Mother Superior. And I thought, that That's looks cool. cool. Yeah. And it looks like weird and out there. And mm-hmm. it's like kind of up my alley with like, you know, the, the people covered in blood attacking yeah. people. Like, fine, mm-hmm. I'll do that. I don't remember <laughs> where I saw it or who said this. It was a... As I remember distinctly, someone on the internet saying yeah. that oh yeah this is great you got to check it out it's a <laughs> it's a forgotten gem mm, yeah um it, it's it's forgotten yes <laughs> gem questionable it might still be coal <laughs> might you might be a little optimistic there yeah toss it on back the gem. underground for a few more million years yeah i <laughs> i i think you're you hit the nail on the head when you're like ty west would have done this but but good Yes, but good. But good. Yeah. Like I said, it just in my mind when I'm watching mm-hmm. this, all I could think of, there's got to be someone who's going to do this much better. Mm-hmm. And again, I think like, again, I'm a Ty West fanboy. Mm-hmm. I will always be that way. Also, weirdly enough, 
you saw the innkeeper you've seen the innkeepers yes. right also great. do you like that one i love that one okay yeah. so the the absolute and i i think i've mentioned this on another episode somewhere you'll probably hear this me saying this twice right <laughs> the absolute just cretins the 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 bottom dwellers <laughs> who live and rate movies on imdb have rated the innkeepers 5.5 out of 10 stars the absolute troglodytes (laughs) oh my gosh that's a travesty yeah i don't think any of ty west movies have over like a six on imdb that's now that makes me even more depressed yeah it's it's very sad (laughs) yeah wow yeah well i don't know do you have any okay here i'm gonna ask you a question uh and it's not gonna be a double feature so let's set let's set aside ty west right if a studio producer came up to you and said michael you are going to recast this movie okay you have to hire a director writer whoever who who would your ideal other than if we take ty west out of this because that's Mm -hmm. kind of like you know i think where we kind of arrived at which direction would you take it and what director and or writer or maybe even main actor actress is is, do you have an idea of Um, that so director like right off the bat i can't remember his name so i I apologize uh but the guy who directed uh the color out of space because when you talk about the big barn burner ending that ty west could do the guy who did the color out of space made such a crazy ending that I can see him taking this movie, which is very simple at its heart, and just extrapolating that into some kind of masterpiece of phantasmagorical cinema um, of a horror film. So he could do that. It was Richard Stanley, by Richard the way. Richard Stanley, thank you. As for the actress who would play Alucarda, there's a lot of good options out there, I feel like. I would almost say take one of the almost borderline washed up actresses that were maybe in more rom-coms when they were younger and are now trying to kind of kind of trying to find their place in the world um almost like a a julia roberts who like what has she been doing lately i don't know she's been in mystic pizza since that was the last thing she was in as far as i'm concerned well you're casting Um. (laughs) real old no no i wouldn't cast her but someone like in that vein oh okay modern day Okay. Um, or shoot, even a modern actress who's like uh, um, kind of in her prime almost. But uh, for f- to like replace the doctor, I'd go Army Hammer. He'd probably be a good guy for that. Uh, a strong male guy to be. Yeah, I'm the voice of reason. And casting the female actress, I'll come back to that one like in three years or so. Be like, I know exactly who would play Alucardo. <laughs> but just have it start off like real simple. You know, they go to the nunnery and then it just expands from there into this absolutely devastating travesty of oh my gosh everyone's dying and i still don't know why confusing but in a good way kind of thing yeah i i i like that that's mm-hmm. that's very good um i i would almost say so for me i would almost say if i can't have ty west mm-hmm. i kind of want to go in a one of two certain directions right i want to mm-hmm. kind of stay in that vein right and maybe have like and the one that pops to my mind and i guess this is maybe a little bit contrived and maybe she should play Justine because I, I just see her as as the, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, well, new Carrie, right? Yeah. Uh, but Chloe Grace Moritz. Okay, yeah. You know, covered in blood, obviously. Yeah. Like, that's just, it's just the thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think something like that, maybe someone who's more unknown, mm-hmm. something like that. 
Uh, and as far as a director, I don't really know who I would really pick for that movie, mm-hmm. right? But I know who I would pick for the movie that if I can't have Ty West's version, that I really want to see. Mm-hmm. So we talk about this barn burner ending, right? Yeah. We talk about weird devil possession, right? We talk about all sort of people doing weird stuff with weird things. There's witchcraft. There's like weird religion happening. Can you guess? I have a guess. And even if that's not who you're thinking, I think it's still a good answer. Is Rob Zombie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Think like somewhere between this movie, Alucarda, could be for Rob Zombie. Somewhere between like House of a Thousand Corpses and <laughs> and the Lords of Salem, right? Okay, yeah. I like Lords of Salem. The ending was, it went on a bit long. It had the Lord of the Rings problem where it's like the ending just ended too long, right? (laughs) Cut that out, Rob. Mm -hmm. Everything else is phenomenal. (laughs) But the lead should be played in traditional Rob Zombie leading lady. Alucarda should be played by Sherry Moon Zombie. Uh, Okay, yeah. As a a 15-year-old. Okay. Like, (laughs) all... The only bad thing about it is that like his of his normal like retinue of actors that he uses, Sid Haig is dead and mm. Sid Haig would have made like the perfect like villain priest. Okay, yeah. Right? I'm behind that. I and he he might have been a little bit too much and over the top for <laughs> for villain priest. Yeah. It would have been even more sacrilegious than I think <laughs> I, I would I would be willing to go with that one. But I think that that would be that would be a fun just messed up romp oh yeah where it's like you really wouldn't care what happened because it's just it's just this stuff happening right yeah and you get all those gory moments you get Mm -hmm. all these like messed up stuff and you get sherry moon zombie doing Mm -hmm. sherry moon zombie stuff yeah it doesn't have like honestly i feel like some of her sometimes her acting style especially from like house of a thousand corpses Mm -hmm. fits very much with alucarda it's sort of very childlike i guess (laughs) in a way yeah and I feel like that's the problem with this movie is the plot is hackneyed. It's it's very straightforward and obvious what's going to happen, but there's no flair. It's j- just trash. And that's why it needs a director like a Rob Zombie or a Richard Stanley to like pull it in a direction or a Ty West, pull it in a direction that gives you something more than a generic girl is evil and eventually lights people on fire. Also, other stuff happens question mark yeah because any of those other directors at least i feel like should and say what you will about like rob zombies films and his i personally liked his halloween movies Mm -hmm. but like there was clear protagonist antagonist in all of his movies Mm -hmm. generally speaking um it was a little gray in some but like you still had like (laughs) yeah ah, yeah, this this person's clearly Mm -hmm. like yeah that's that's what it is and I think that this movie just didn't have that direction that mm-hmm. any of these people do. And I think that a lot of it is, again, it just might have been that he got this script and he was maybe fixating too much on trying to make it a criticism mm-hmm. that he forgot that he was also trying to make a movie, which is generally supposed to be entertaining. Yeah. And I that's the, that's the vibe I get from this movie is that it, he went too hard in the paint being a critic. Mm-hmm. And not a movie director. Yeah. In in the modern era today, this would be a Reddit post. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess with that, do, we wanna, do you have anything else you want to say about Alucard or do you want to rate it? Uh, I think we've said too much already. Come on. Yeah, we've said <laughs> I, a lot. I, I feel like I should go down, but I, I also feel so apathetic about this whole thing that I'm just going to plant myself at two out of five wow (laughs) i did not see it see that's the bigger that's a bigger twist than anything that happened in the movie (laughs) see it no i didn't like it but 
I didn't regret watching it, sort of. And while there was no quality to the movie, there was something there that snagged my interest almost at every turn, even if it was awful. And I regret wow. all of the boo blood sucking scene. I hate that that sentence came out of my mouth. It was a very long Ooh. and awkward scene, and it was yeah. a very long and awkward sentence. So oh, yeah. it's it parallels. <laughs> I. I think I want to come down, although I'm not going to give this a flat zero. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to give it a half a snake Pluskin, mm -hmm. right? For the very simple fact that it did have some moments in it that were actually like watchable yeah. and could be good. And I think if someone ever did like a remake of this, it could potentially be great mm -hmm. if they like basically just took the very core concepts that we <laughs> talked about and the things that we yeah. liked and distilled it down to that and then fleshed it out however they wanted like mm -hmm. any any sort of director's vision and mm -hmm. just take their license with it right oh, yeah i think that this had a lot of potential but it just suffered from i think like you said it's just a it's just a, a reddit post it's mm -hmm. a woke reddit post yeah in movie form mm -hmm. unfortunately i'm a director and this is deep yeah and that's that's all it was to me at least but i, I like I said, I, I don't quite regret watching it, but man, I could have done any number of things with that hour and probably, what, hour and ten minutes? Yeah. Barely? I don't know. I could have just done anything with it. I, I could have made soup. Yeah, soup's I could good. Have, I love soup. I could have taken a, a very long shower. <laughs> Come out like a raisin. I Yes. Anyway, I, yeah. I, I guess that's all I have to say about this one. Mm -hmm. it, it, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but if any of you do want to watch it, mm -hmm. come over here and we'll watch it with you and then we can watch you. Yeah. I, you know what? I haven't seen this YouTube channel in a while, but I would love to see a kids react to Alucarda. That would be fantastic. <laughs> you know, the worst genre of any thing on YouTube is so-and-so yes. -so reacts yeah. to X. And that one would be the one exception where it's like, Oh, you should have like, oh, it's kids and like kids watching with their grandparents. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Kids and boomers react to <laughs> Alucarda. What? <laughs> no one's heard of this movie, but. <laughs> and there are plenty of butts. There are uh, there were more boobs, but yeah, there yeah. were butts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess with that, we'll see you next time. Uh, peace. And I wonder if it really was. I think it was always was show business. I think they were pretending to be factories, and it was still show business. I heard myself speaking these terrible corny lines, and there I was stuck with $350,000 worth of show, and I had to get on somehow. Plus, at the time, oh, they were real jerks. Plus, plus, at the time, really pieces of work. Plus, plus at the time. Did you see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. Plus, plus at the time. Did you see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. I really did because he was a monster. But they all were, or almost all of them, those guys. He came on as a monster, you know. He snarled at you, you know, like that. Plus, plus at the time. He was a monster. Like that. Plus, plus at the time. I 
assure you that I would rather have been shot. Follow us on Twitter at MWNS Podcast or contact us at MWNS Podcast at ProtonMail.com. All music used in this episode is produced by Young Carts and used with license. <laughs>